Hello. Makes you think, doesn't it? A bit of darkness? Yeah, I'm doing the cinema one again. Why not? It was good. This is episode 36. The start of a new book. Um, what are we doing? <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban. Epi- uh, chapter one. Wow. It's a good one. It's a bloody good one. It's me, Tom, everyone. This is your weekly reminder to uh, tell your friends about our show. Help us grow. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're having a good time while we're doing it. And if you're enjoying it, why not leave us a review on whatever site you use to listen to it. And if you'd like to support the show even further and you want extra content, maybe check out our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. Oh, also check out our tour dates on pottervision.com anyway here's me yammering on here's episode 36 Bonjour la classe and welcome to the Pottervision podcast, the podcast where every week of the year, Tom Lawrence and this man opposite me and myself, Lucas Kirby, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books, we chat for about an hour and 15 minutes about the book and about nonsense that's completely irrelevant. This week we're on episode 36 and... uh, <laughs> I'm excited, Tom, oh, yeah? because we're starting book three, The Prisoner of Azkaban, with chapter mm. one, Owl Post. Wow. Wow, hey, Tom, how are you? I'm excited. I'm excited, actually. New book. New book. New chapter. Yeah. Uh, just like Harry Potter myself, you might be noticing something different about me. Uh, I've, uh, I'm a bit older, aren't I? You're a bit older. Since last time you saw me, yeah. be fair, yeah. be fair. My hair's a bit longer. A bit longer, yeah, yeah. You're a bit taller, I think. And, uh, yeah, and I'm a bit shabbier, and I've I've grown a bit, you know. Yeah. Physically, mentally, and I'm ready. You're ready for book three to do my homework in secret. <laughs> yeah. I am extremely excited for this book because I think with the books and with the films, the first two seem like their own little adventures on their own. Yeah. Whereas from now on, it feels more like we're getting a bit of a bigger picture yeah. of where these books are heading. I've been really excited to start this one. Yes. Because, I don't know, I'm drawn to Prisoner of Azkaban because I think it's a bit more mature and it's a better story. Yes. In my own head anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a few more complexities. I remember this, for some reason in my head, this is what I remember to be my most fond book. My favourite book. I think me too, maybe. Yeah. And also the film is one of the best films, I think. Very good. God, yeah. Oh, so we're excited. God, yeah. Oh, we are thrilled and excited. But before we open this book and look at page one, I want to know what you've been doing this week. What have I been doing? So the world's opened up again. It is, yeah. Old me, got in a car. Beep, 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 beep. Drove to Sheffield. Oh, yeah. Did a gig. Yeah. Stand-up comedy. Mm. They invited me on stage. I was worried. I was like, oh, hope I've still got it. Yeah. Guess what? You've still got still it. Still got it. Hey, hey hasn't went, missed a beat. Went great. Yeah, I was a bit nervous, but I thought, I thought oh, I'll do uh, do some of my best stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
went amazing. Happy days. Other news, I went to the cinema. Lovely, what did you see? King Kong. Yeah. Versus Godzilla. Oh, who won? I can't say. Oh, come on. I don't know what I expected with that film. Yeah. Because I was upset throughout the whole thing. Yeah. They won't stop hurting each other. Constantly fighting. Surely Godzilla's got to beat King Kong. The thing is, so you know Godzilla, yeah? Yeah, big dragon, lizard thing. Size of a building. Yeah, yeah. What do you know about King Kong? He's just like an ape. You remember in the King Kong film how he climbs the Empire State Building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now he's the size of the Empire State Building. Hey, what? <laughs> so it's like proper King Kong. Not proper King Kong. Just mega King Kong. Mega he's, King he's, Kong, yeah. King Kong grow big. <laughs> mega Kong. Yeah, and with my cinema experience, I had a Tango Ice Blast. Lovely. And a hot dog. Oh, nice. Ate the hot dog in one. Drinking the ice blast, got brain freeze about four times, didn't learn my lesson once. No, no, it's good, isn't it? Tango what do you make to that? Oh, I love it. We we sometimes buy nachos with cheese dips and popcorn, and I don't know if this is going to disgust you, but we dip the popcorn in the cheese dip, and it is delicious. Disgusting. But let me tell you this. Yeah. Also went to Asda beforehand. Asda Ben! And I bought... Yeah. Chocolate toffee popcorn. You ever, Ooh, had, you ever had that? Oh, butter kissed. No, it was like Asda's own. Oh, yeah. Popcorn yeah. dipped in toffee, then dipped in chocolate. Oh, was it good? I want you to bury me with a mouthful of that. I will. <laughs> I will. Everyone at that open casket funeral will be walking past going, why has he got loads of black balls in his mouth? Hey, it's chocolate toffee popcorn. He wanted to die the way he lived. <laughs> We must respect his wishes. <laughs> I went to the cinema also this week. On your own, I bet. No, I went with Martina, <laughs> my girlfriend, my love. And we went to see uh, The Little Things, which is like a noir detective thing with uh, Denzel Washington, uh, Rami Malik, and Jared Leto. And it was weird, uh, kind of good, but not amazing, and unsatisfying at the end. The Little Thing. Las Pequeñas Cosas. Exactly. Fantastic. Uh, but we saw it in English. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have things opening up again. I did my first gig, but it was not a stand-up gig. Oh, yeah. It was an improv gig. Uh, I did Murder Inc. Murder Inc. Last Thursday, which is an improvised murder mystery. Jade's gig. Exactly, Jade's gig. And I was... Good uh, turnout. Pretty good. It was uh, it was in the ape and apple, so you can't fit that many in there with social distancing. Let me take some back my gig. Yeah. In the audience, on the right, was uh, this gaggle of friends. Oh, yeah. Three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they kind of, you can kind of tell by looking at them, they saw themselves as like hipstery times. Oh, yeah. When I was doing my punchline, yeah, mm. would you believe they are rolling their eyes? They weren't. You've heard my punchlines. They're brilliant. They're not something you've heard before, are they? They're dynamite. <laughs> They are dynamite. You can't see where they're going. Rolling the bloody eyes at me. Oh. Everyone else in the room, crying, laughing, asking for my autograph while I'm on stage. Yeah. I said, that's inappropriate. And they're rolling their eyes. It's the thing, isn't it? You know, if you can have 99% of the audience on your side, but your eyes are always drawn to the miserable buggers who've got their arms crossed. Or maybe my punchlines had them in such euphoria that mm. they'd lost control of their eyes. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe that was it. They were starting to have like a fit, a literal fit of laughter. Frothing at the mouth, were they? 
on the floor shaking, were they? <laughs> were people moving chairs out of the way? Look, let it pass, yeah. let it pass. People were saying, please stop performing. And I said, you're killing me, you're killing me. And I said, no, no, no. The show must go on. The show must go on. Absolutely fantastic. Tom, mm. are you ready for a rundown of chapter one of book three? Not yet. Why? What did you have for tea last night? Last night I had a Chinese. Ooh. What did you have for tea? Nachos, homemade. Homemade? How do you make homemade nachos? Tortilla chips, add cheese, and then add your, add your guac, add your salsa, add your jalapenos, add your uh, sour cream. That's not homemade, is it? Yes, Ho- it is. Homemade is you somehow make the crisps yourself. Well, I've done that before. You take, you take tortilla wraps and you cut them into triangles and you toast them in the uh, oven. Hey! Mm. No. Does that scare you? Are nachos really tortilla wraps? They can be. Are they? They can I be, pal. They're just like crisps. Well, they turn into crisps, don't they? Oh. Is that true? That's blown my mind. I thought they were just like crisps made out of potatoes. Yes, it is. And I say that with 100% certainty. No matter what <laughs> listeners are listening to this going, that's bullshit. Yeah. He's lying. Yeah, yeah. Listen to me. I tell thee the truth. All right, fair enough. When you eat a big bag of Doritos, what you're eating, pal, is four tortilla wraps. <laughs> and it's healthy. Cut into triangles. <laughs> and as we know, everybody, triangles are one of the only shapes that tessellate. So when you cut them open, you're not wasting any of that tortilla wrap. Do you know what a poppadom is? Yes. Just one tortilla wrap uncut. No. Of course I'm, it is. I'm not having that. It's a it big, is. It's a big crisp. I swear. Oof. I swear. Oh. And that's where <laughs> Tom, Give now that, that you've down. blown me mind, yeah. are you ready for me to blow yours? Please! It's chapter one of book three, Owl Post. Please can I have a rundown, sir? I'll be a good little boy throughout the whole thing, I promise. Of course you can, little Tommy. <laughs> chapter one, Owl Post. Harry is doing his homework, and then he gets some post. That was chapter one, Owl Post. What do you think? It was, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) That's what happened in the chapter. Even though this is our favourite book so far, without reading it, she starts off with a a bit of a sputter, doesn't she? I must admit... I forgot this chapter existed. This chapter sounded like the car from the 1970s film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You know as they're driving through that car wash? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Nada. For me. Zilch. Zero. Zero. This is the bonus chapter you get on the website. Mm. that didn't get included in the book. Mm. Hey, this was the chapter that got cut out in the final edit. The chapter where Harry just gets some mail. But you have to forgive, because if you think about being a little tot when reading this book, imagine you were alive when these books were coming out. So picture you as a little boy, right? Yeah. Short legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Short arms. Yeah. Uh, a torso that matched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, young face. No young, glasses. No, in proportion. Short yeah. hair. Yeah. No beard. Yeah. Uh, no body hair. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Yes, you're right, you're right. So you'd have to wait years once you finish one book for yeah. the other ones to come out. Mm. When are they going to release the next book? And then when they do release it, if you've not put in the effort to read the other two books beforehand, yeah. 
there's got to be a bit of a catch-up. All right, fair enough. Who is Harry Potter? He's an extraordinary boy. Why is he extraordinary? He's a wizard. What? Yeah. Yeah. You heard it right. Wizards exist. Are you going to go read the other two books? No, I want to start with book three. All right, it's going to be a bit weird, but I will do my best to fill in some blanks. Are you telling me that somebody who's read the first two books... He's going to, even after a year off, two years off, he's going to open the third book and read Harry Potter got on the train. Thinking, who's this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who's Harry Potter? I genuinely think some people huh? are opening this book going, his family are mean to him. I thought they'd be nice to him by now. It's been 13 years, hasn't it? It's been 14 years, hasn't it? <laughs> How old is he now? He's just... 14. T- he turns 13 in this chapter. 13? He's only just a teen... Oh, wow. A teeny bopper. Okay. But I, I think, to be fair, I will give them a bit of credit. I will give JK a bit of credit. The The recapping is less onerous than it was last time. Mm. It was very like, oh. We didn't have to have the entire rules of Quidditch explained to us, did no, we? No, no, exactly. Exactly. Right. So, Harry Potter, it says at the beginning, is highly unusual in many ways. Which ways? Well, he's best friends with an adult man. He eats food until he can barely walk. He's a liar. Yeah. But not to elves. Only tells the truth to elves. He's uh, got no romantic feelings to anyone. Maybe not even any, um, you know, any nice feelings towards any other man. (laughs) He hates the lot of them. Mm. Um, But yeah, he's there. He's... Doing his homework in secret, isn't he? He's got a torch. He has to be careful. He has to be careful. Yeah. Because the scratching of his quill on the parchment yeah. makes such a racket yeah. that it will wake his family members or they'll hear it when they go past and yeah. they'll run in and rip it out of his hands. Yeah. Get a biro, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Get a biro. <laughs> Do you think they'd penalise him for not using the right pen? I'd say, no, I'd say do it all in a bit uh, on a notepad that you can mm. keep in your back pocket yeah. or in your underpants. They're not going to check there. And then <laughs> when you're on the train to Hogwarts, copy your homework down again on parchment. Uh, that's good. That's how they do it. Oh. I'd like to see. That's how, that should have been how the chapter began. Yeah. Harry Potter was writing on a biro, on, like using a biro into a notepad that he was going to store in his underpants yeah. uh, <laughs> to copy <laughs> later onto the train. Exactly. I remember... Being in the last couple of years of primary school, and they taught us how to write with a fountain pen. Mm. They said, children, it's time to prepare you for high school. Mm. You're not going to be able to write with a biro anymore. You need to be able to write calligraphically with a fountain pen. They taught us how to do cursive Mm. writing, where it all joins up together. The year is 1462. <laughs> you will be copying the Bible <laughs> word for word for the monks. Exactly. And we did this, didn't we? We got told off, you can't bring in a, you know, a biro. It has to be a fountain pen. If you're going to be at big school, you're going to have to use a fountain pen. You're going to have to do joined up writing. Day one of big school, use a biro if you want. Mm-hmm. I thought I've been cheated out of this. Gets more and more relaxed as you go. Oh yeah. Primary school, they blow a whistle, you gotta stand still. Yeah. Like you're in some you're a yeah. prisoner of war. Yeah. Right? High school. Use whatever pen you want, kid. Yeah. You know, you can use gel pens if you want on the arse, as long as it's blue or black. Sixth form, call me by my first name. 
university, sleep with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, isn't it? <laughs> Teachers, can we get somebody, uh, you know... Yeah. <laughs> we had a professor. Get your act together and bloody start acting the same. <laughs> what are these blurred lines about? Some of you, at some points in our career, were allowed to sleep with. Other one. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> oh, you saying blurred lines reminds me of uh, one of the worst things I've ever seen. And that's my mum and her best friend dancing to blurred lines by uh, Who Sings That? I Know You Want It. <laughs> I Know You Want It. You're a good girl at somebody's 21st birthday. Was it your 21st birthday? No, it wasn't. It was my mum's friend's grandson's. Oh, he sounds lovely. Uh, he is. And, is he uh, handsome? He's relatively handsome, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll always have that image in my head. I know you want it. <laughs> I know you want it. <laughs> Those blurred lines. <laughs> They're not blurred in my memory, I tell you that. So <laughs> yeah. He's writing an essay. Yeah. Right. He goes, uh, the essay is, which burning in the 14th century was completely pointless? Discuss. Mm-hmm. Pointless in what way? What, what does he mean, pointless? Mm-hmm. In terms of what, the Muggles trying to... Get rid of witches? Is it that pointless? Because I think... Pointless in the term that um, they tried, but they failed. Okay. Uh, Pointless in uh, maybe it's uh, futile, you know, to try and kill your fellow man. Your reasoning behind it is useless because we mean no harm, muggle man. Yes. I just thought it was very disrespectful towards the muggles that got falsely accused of being witches and were burnt to death. Well, that's pointless as well, isn't it? I don't think it's disrespectful. You've you've killed your own brethren. Pointlessly. Yeah. But mm. also, it makes me think... You see, we've been reading in our Double Vision episodes... Yes. The Companion series. Yes. Um, where And we found out that Malfoy's great-great-great-great-grandfather, whoever it was... Brutus Malfoy. Was writing books, you know, trying to separate... Anti-Muggle books, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is fuelled by the anti-wizard uh, sentiment from the Witchburn era. Yes. But if their efforts to kill wizards were futile, yeah. why is Brutus Malfoy so upset by everything? Yeah, exactly. Is it the effort of having to set yourself, you know, make yourself flame-proof before any burning? Yeah. Maybe it's just that feeling of being hated or being disliked and having to live your life in secrets, when uh, you just want to be yourself. I thought a good uh, a good book series set in the Harry Potter universe would be uh, one where the Muggles find out about wizards and uh, there is some kind of war or battle between Muggles and wizards and seeing how they, or how they coexist now knowing that some of them can do magic that and some of them good. cannot. That could be good. I'd like to see a companion series about a 50-odd-year-old groundskeeper making some friends his own age. That'd be good, wouldn't it? In a parallel universe where Hagrid meets up with the other members of staff at Hogwarts. Let's see that. Because what does he do after they leave Hogwarts in seventh year? Just imagine that. Tries to oh, well he waits. He waits another ten years until Harry's sons come. <laughs> Hello, Albus Severus. Um, Potter. Lucius Potter. <laughs> oh, my dad warned me about you. <laughs> come to my huts. Now, Ron. At the end of the last book. Yeah. Harry goes. Ron, do you want my phone number? 
Ron goes, what's that? <laughs> and he goes, he tells him. Yeah. Ron calls. Yeah. And he starts screaming down the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Never used a phone before. I did not like using the phone as a teenager. No. Did you? Well, you always have to get through... It's like ringing the doctors, getting through the receptionist. You have to get through mum and dad, don't you? And some people's parents were stern, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. He's not coming out today. He's got homework to do. Yeah. Mm. I always wonder about those strict families. How is their relationship when the child grows up? Yeah. Did the parents finally stop with the rules? Or did they carry on with the rules once this kid's like 20-odd or 30? Probably keep it up, don't they? I reckon. Mm. I remember uh, overhearing a woman in McDonald's with her son, and she goes, uh, you've got exams coming up, Justin. Have you started revising? And uh, he goes, no, I'm not revising. She goes, Justin, are you a mentalist? Oh. I don't think she knows what a mentalist is. That's the one who reads minds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I also hated receiving phone calls. Oh, yeah. So if the phone was ringing and I was home alone... Yeah. You better believe I wasn't answering that phone. Oh, yeah. It's a pain, isn't it, being like the call centre for your mum and dad? Mm. Me, uh, me nan's friend used to ring all the time. <laughs> Is mummy in? Well, you sound about 50 years old, pal. Your mum ain't here. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have that when I was like a teenager. I'd answer the phone and people would go, Is mummy there? <laughs> mummy? Who's mummy? Got the wrong number, pal. <laughs> what are you saying about auntie? Well, not me auntie, but me nan's friend, Doreen, always used to ring up. Doreen! And she'd go, hiya, love, it's only Doreen. And she'd always think it was me dad talking mm. on the phone. And we used to go through the same old routine every time. But once every two weeks, I'd answer the phone, I'd go, hello. She'd go, hiya, love, it's only Doreen. Uh, can you put Susan on, please? And I said... It, you know, she'll go, hiya, Derek. I say, it's not Derek, it's Lou. She goes, oh, don't you sound like your dad? Mm. And I go, yes. And then she goes, can you put Susan on? And it'd be that on loop every, mm. every one or two weeks. Do you miss those times? I miss those <laughs> times because, God, love her, she's dead now. <laughs> but she was lovely. <laughs> she had a dog called Brandy and a cat called Sooty. Mm. And they got on very well, those I two animals. Like, I felt in the UK, Sooty must be one of the most popular names for a pet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was, I think it was called Sooty because it was black and we it's had, like soot, soot. We had a couple of black Labradors and they had babies and mm. so people came and got them and mm. everyone kept one by one calling the baby Sooty. <laughs> sooty, Sooty, Sooty. My brother's called Sooty. <laughs> sooty, one of my favourite kids' TV shows growing up. I loved the Sooty show. Yeah. Sooty, Sweep, Sue, Scampy. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to re-watch it. I loved uh, How Good Was Sooty's Camper. <gasps> I loved it. They used to go on a little tour, oh, didn't they? In the little caravan type thing. Camper. Matthew Corbett. Now, I would also, back to uh, the phone, I, used, I remember being in my 20s, having yeah. to call friends' homes. Yeah. And because I knew I was going to have to get through their parent, I'd yeah. make a list of notes yeah. beforehand, write down what I was going to say. Oh, really? And then I'd read it out. Oh, I have to do that at work if I've got a difficult conversation. <laughs> Bullet points. I write out what I'm going to say and make sure I say them. When I was a kid, and I forgot I did this, and it stayed as my answer message for ages. Mm. I don't know if I've told you this, but for about two years... 
my answer message was me pretending to be my own secretary. <laughs> That's funny. So I'd be like, hello, uh, this is uh, Lucas's personal assistant. He can't be at the phone at the moment. Please leave your name and number and we'll get back to you. And I forgot I'd done it. And then someone was like, do you realise you're doing a stupid message? Oh, uh, probably about 13, 14. Do you know what's funny? What? When I was a little boy, yeah. I did something similar. Yeah. Uh, my aunt's phone message was me pretending to be the Grinch. <laughs> I'm a mean one. No, I'd go, if you lay as much as one syllable on this answering machine, I will hunt you down and gut you like a fish. If you want to fax me, you press the pound key. <laughs> I love it. And that was my answering machine. What's your answer machine now? I don't know. It's just... I don't, I don't think I have a voice, it's just whatever the default is. Oh, boring. Yours is, hello, it's uh, Lucas here. Sorry I can't get to the phone right now, but leave messages and I'll get back to you. That's nice though, isn't it? Is it? Is it? <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. Ron, his dad knows how to use a phone, but he's obviously not taught Ron to speak normally down mm. the phone. Because mm. Ron is shouting down the phone. Wizards can't ever... <clears throat> Speak to someone who's in a different town, can they? Immediately. They have to send a letter or send a have to send an owl, don't they? Yeah. Or put their face in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these muggles with their stupid phones, look. <laughs> we just put our face in a fire. <laughs> what? That's how we talk to each other. We, we burn ourselves. <laughs> we didn't charm that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting around with all these buses. Mm. We, we travel by the flu network. What? <laughs> Yeah, 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 we, we, we go through these pipes, through these flaming pipes, and then jump out the right fire. What if you've got a lisp? Don't use the flu network. If you've got a lisp, don't use the flu network. Keep Gareth Gates out of the flu network. <laughs> you mean Will Young? <laughs> no, I mean Gareth Gates. Do they both have speech impediments? Well, well I think Will Young may have had a lisp, but Gareth Gates had a stutter. Oof. People don't know this, but his actual name is, is Gareth Gates. If you'd like to understand that joke, why not rewatch Pop Idol from 2002? <laughs> I think that's the second mention of Gareth Gates and Will Young in uh, as many weeks. Have you team Darius? Let us know. <laughs> but I like this scene. This was this was a bit of extra information, and the, I think the idea of Vernon shouting down the phone and being scared of the phone blowing up. I think it's quite a funny image to behold. Mm. What do you think of that? Poor devil. Vernon has loosened up on his rules. Hedwig is now allowed out at night. Well, hey! Harry is not allowed to take phone calls and he's not had any word yeah. from his uh, cohorts mm. and friends mm. the whole summer. Mm. Hedwig's allowed out. Why have Lesses not been going back and forth? Well, because I think it says Harry promised not to send... Letters. Oh, did it? Yeah, and it was... How would he know? Well, exactly, the big old moustachioed fool. Yeah. But yeah, because you think, well, if he's allowed out, why can't he send letters? Do you think you'd get on with Uncle Vernon? Um, I don't know, really, because he seems to only be horrible to Harry. We've never actually seen him be horrible to anybody else. Mm. Yes, he's a big head. Yes, he's self-important. But we don't actually know what he's like with people at work. I think Vernon and Petunia would be a nightmare at a comedy gig. Yes. They'd be sat there, not smiling, <laughs> and they'd even be muttering things like, Not funny. Yes. Not funny. Um, but I don't think they'd even go to a comedy gig. Have you, what if you had to serve them in a cafe? I think that would be problematic. I think they would likely complain about something. Mm. 
This is disgusting. In what instance? Maybe having them as neighbours would be good because you know they would always have a clean garden mm-hmm. and they'd, I don't think they'd make that much noise. But would they be banging on if you're making too much noise? Yeah, maybe. But as well, I don't think they'd make any effort to socialise with you. Good. I like yeah, that. Which would be nice. Just leave us alone. Mm-mm. But yeah, I can imagine them being very nasty on the phone to people. Mm-hmm. You know, like complaining about their TV licence or something. Yeah, yeah. Electric bills. They would be absolutely furious. But I'm imagining Vernon doing all of that. I, don't, I can't see Petunia phoning up to complain. But what if Vernon was your dad's friend? Yeah. Uh, uh, and then he was introducing... This is my son, Vernon. Oh, yeah. Do you think you'd get on with him then? Shake his hand. And what what do you do? Uh, I'm a part-time comedian. Uh, part-time? Uh, 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 tell us a joke. I'm doing Boris Johnson. All right. Well, there, were, uh, there were three golfers, uh, American, uh, Japanese. Uh, you can tell this one. You can tell this one yourself. I've never seen Uncle Vernon and Boris Johnson in the same room. Uh, do you know who you'd get on with? My son, Dudley. Uh, Dudley, come over here a moment. Look, oh, it's me, Dudley. Oh, pleased to meet you. My name's Lucas. Move, <laughs> move. <laughs> Harry Potter had a nightmare. <laughs> Don't kill Cedric. Who's Cedric? Your boyfriend. Hello, father. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get that impression in as much as I can of David Tennant as Barty Crouch. I was thinking of doing a TikTok about that the other day. I was like, how can I make a TikTok of David Tennant as Barty Crouch? Hello, father. Hello, father. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we digress. Uh, Vernon bollocks Harry after he's on the phone yeah. and he sprays spit on him. Oh! Has that ever happened to you when someone's talking to you and a bit of spit goes on you? I've had it happen, and if it's happened to you, you've definitely done it to someone. Yeah. Oh, it's horrendous, isn't it? We've spat at audiences before. Yes. You, you just see it leaving your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye! Well, there's a thing I think called the... Is it called the Shakespeare Spittle? Where mm. if you sit on the front row... It'd be better if it was called the Shakespeare Shower. Oh, that'd be good. Shakespeare Shower. Be warned, we will shower you in phlegm if you sit <laughs> on the front row. Yeah, please come along. And there's a good chance, if you're a funny-looking fellow, Lucas will bring you on stage. <laughs> you yeah. treat the Pottervision live show like it's your own personal freak show. You'll bring someone up and you'll go, Hey, everyone, get a look at him. <laughs> It's a bearded lady. <laughs> um, you, you staring. What a treat for my eyes. Look how tall this man is. <laughs> well, this man's got cornflakes all down him. <laughs> <sighs> what can I say? I treat everybody equally. <laughs> uh, I forgot my train of thought there. Oh, yeah, but it, yeah, in... If you go see a Shakespeare play at the Globe or the Swan or whatever, Royal Shakespeare Theatre, if you're in the front row, you are going to be spat on. Mm. It's just a thing. They get so fired up and sweaty and horrible that they will spit at people just by talking. Sweaty, sweaty. Betty, Betty. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Harry hates his birthdays. Oh, yeah. But I think things are going to change. Right, so... He gets uh, Edwig flies. He's been out for a couple of days. Oh yeah, comes flying back. Yeah, with uh, some of his mates in him. Yeah, got some things for Harry. Oh yeah, it's his birthday. Happy B day. 
Letter from Ron. Lovely. Newspaper clipping. Mm-hmm. Mr. Weasley and family have won some kind of little lottery. Yeah. Load of money. Yeah. 700 galleons. And guess what they're doing? They've thrown it away <laughs> on a, a month away. In Egypt. In Egypt. Can Mr. Weasley go a year of his life <laughs> without going to Egypt? Yeah, they already went at Christmas. <laughs> they went to Egypt at Christmas. Hey, what? finally, we can pay off those bills. Finally, we can pay off those debts. Or we could go to Egypt again. Hey, what, for a week? No, a month. We're going to go for a month to Egypt. Arthur Weasley! And there's a little bit left over to get Ron a wand. That's the first thing you buy. <laughs> what about some new shoes for me, Ginny? Mine have got holes in them. No, we're going on holiday, Ginny. <laughs> but what kind of tickets have you bought? First class, we've won a competition. What is in Egypt that they have to get there constantly? Their son. Their son. They need to just buy a holiday home over there and start operating over there. Honestly, why don't they just spend ten galleons to buy their son a flu fireplace? Mm. Why don't they just flu powder their way to Egypt? No. 700 galleons, what are they doing? Airplane, please. Because <laughs> I think they're saying that people like fly on brooms to mm. places. Mm-hmm. So that's free. Well, yeah, Harry goes... <laughs> the, well, someone says Weasley's a very nice and extremely poor. Compared yeah. to Harry, yes. Yeah, Harry's rich, isn't he? Compared to other people, no, 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 no. They are not poor. No. They don't go hungry. No. They live in a mansion. Yeah. <laughs> They've got land. Yeah. Oh, they're extremely poor. So they're going on an all-inclusive month-long holiday. <laughs> they go on holiday every year. Arthur, you understand you've now used this year's, your allowance of annual leave. <laughs> so there'll be no going away at Christmas. Yeah. Those four months, uh, those four weeks you're spending in Egypt, that'll have to be unpaid leave. <laughs> Who cares? I've won the prize draw. I've won the lottery. It's funny when you start thinking, when a lot of people, sometimes when you think about the lottery, yeah. they say, oh, if I won a million pounds, and then people go, a million pounds isn't very much money nowadays. You know, yes, it is. A million pounds is an enormous amount of money. Yes. But uh, smaller amounts aren't. Like, say, if you inherited a hundred grand. Yeah. That might just be five years' wages, that. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's the thing. You think a hundred grand. But you think that barely buy uh, a house. Mm. But obviously, uh, it's still not to be sniffed at. But yeah, if you won a million pounds, you could pay off your mortgage, live comfortably, just save it. Yeah. Invest it in property, that's what I'd do. I'd, uh, I'd build a beach in my back garden. You'd build a beach. Wave pool. Yeah. And uh, charge people admission. Hey, if you'd good. like to see me sunbathing, sat in water, one pound. Yeah, I'd pay that. I'd pay two! How long do I get for a pound to watch you? You get to stand up here in that window. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just fill all this with sand, would you, in the pool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What about the neighbours? They can, I suppose, I mean, they can probably charge people. They could compete, couldn't they, from their bedroom window? Yeah, yeah. Look at my neighbour! <laughs> <laughs> Do it for cheaper. Look at him out there enjoying life. Now Ron's letter. Ron sends a letter to Harry. Yeah. Happy birthday, pal. I love you. Yeah. Apologising. Yeah. But he also says, 
Don't let those muggles get you down, man. Very hippie, that, I found. Very patronising, I thought. (laughs) Don't let the muggles get you down. Groovy, baby. Don't let those muggles get you down. Peace and love, Hazza. Peace and love. Thanks for the coffee, Harry. It's a bit nutty. (laughs) It is shit, (laughs) Rob. Yeah, it's it's an odd thing to say, don't let the muggles get you down. Mm. Why, Why didn't you invite me on this holiday? Ron refers to Hag- um, Harry's family as muggles. Yes. And Hagrid also refers to Harry's family as muggles. Yes. Why can't they just say the Dursleys, your family? Yeah. And it's odd to keep calling them the muggles. That'd be like if uh, I called your family, how are the whites? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, are <laughs> how are the Welshies? How are the Welsh? <laughs> be like, excuse me. As a people, I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. Yeah, it seems to be like, and I think as readers, we let them get away with this because we don't like the Dursleys. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yes, Whereas sir. if he had a nice family, I think it'd be very rude to call them the Muggles. Mm. Especially as we know that Hagrid hates Muggles and is very Muggle racist. Hagrid do. Hagrid do. Now, um, hmm. So they've all bought Harry birthday presents. Ron has bought him a little, like, little, uh, what's it called? A little... A sneaker scope. A sneaker scope that tells you when someone's not being genuine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it says, Bill Weasley uh, said that they're rubbish for tourists. They're just a scam because it was spinning last night. But little did he know that Fred and George had put beetles in his soup. For me, that is beyond a prank. Right, a prank is whoopee cushion on the chair. A prank is, you know, electric shock, handshake. A prank is opening a, a tub and some some snakes <laughs> spring out. Oh, oh, what's this? <laughs> You've eaten a spoonful of beetles. <laughs> what? Hey, can I, can I ask, does your, uh, does your Coca-Cola straw taste funny? Well, what is it? I've laced it with dog shit. <laughs> oh! What a prank. Spe- <laughs> speaking of pranks, um, my girlfriend's brother came to stay last weekend. Yeah. And he brought his girlfriend with him. Mm. And I thought, perfect opportunity for a prank. Yeah. I've only met <laughs> her brother a handful of times. Yeah. I've never met his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. So, I blew up a whoopee cushion. Yeah. And Classic. I, and I put it under... Um, the seat cushion that you're sitting on now, but yeah. we had it downstairs, yeah. yeah. Under a cushion. <laughs> she goes to sit down. It doesn't deflate. <laughs> <laughs> so so she lifts up the cushion and yeah. finds the whoopee cushion. And everyone's like, oh. <laughs> no one's laughing. Brilliant. Everyone's looking around. And I'm like, yeah, that was me. I put it there as a hilarious prank. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, right, okay. Do you want us to try and make it go off? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> it's happened now. Yeah. Can I have it back, please? <laughs> I should have gone for the Beatles in the soup. Yeah, Beatles in the soup. Uh, we've got a mutual friend called Jade who wants to do a prank on her dad. Mm. And this is very devious. She said uh, they put on the door of the garden shed mm-hmm. a pin right, on the door handle. And on the pin, they put 
some dog shit. Right. <laughs> so the dad went to grab the door handle, pricked his finger on the pin, and then went, oh, put his finger in his mouth to suck on the blood, and it had dog shit on it. <laughs> and she said she got into a lot of trouble that day with her dad because they pricked his finger and made him uh, have dog shit. That is absolutely mental. <laughs> it is, isn't it? And also, first of all, he's got dog shit now, both in his digestive system and in his bloodstream, <laughs> which can't be good. Good on you, Jade. Good on you, Jade. Good on her. Well done. <laughs> you showed him. <laughs> <laughs> bloody hell. What a hilarious prank. Yeah. A hilarious bloody prank. <laughs> Any prank with dog poo is funny. <laughs> dog poo is funny. Dog poo is funny. It's a classic comedy tool. Get it in your mouth. Get it in your blood. <laughs> oh, I had a friend who fell over in the park and some dog poo went in his mouth. And it was horrible. He had like dog poo teeth. <laughs> it's disgusting. Another classic comedy thing is uh, banana skin, isn't it? How about a dog right. turd inside a banana skin? Hey, that'd be good. I tell you what, listeners, I hope you're enjoying the dog poo special of the Potvision <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you asked for it, you've got it. The dog poo extended special. Padfoot. Prongs. It's Padfoot's dog poo. Why is it Padfoot's? Because he's a dog, isn't he? Yeah, he is a dog. I don't know how it relates to him a bit. Oh, yeah. Padfoot's black, isn't he? Serious black. <laughs> but me brother-in-law... <laughs> my brother-in-law broke his coccyx, genuinely. On some dog poo? No. After slipping on a banana skin. What do you think? Go that? on. He slipped on... That's the end. Where was he? In the park. What was he doing there? Dogging? Yeah. <laughs> Dogging in the park, <laughs> slipped on a banana skin. Where's having a brother-in-law? Because how old's your brother-in-law? Like 30? Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, when you hear brother-in-law, oh, my brother-in-law, I always imagine a much older man. Yeah, yeah. You but, imagine someone like your uncle. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah. Not like someone of similar age as you. No, it's weird, isn't well, it? Well, he's my brother-in-law. Yeah. Because it stopped being, oh, that's my sister's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. That's my brother-in-law. Oh, Ooh, that one, the one wearing flares. The one with the poofy shirt, with the not buttoned all the way. Yeah, him with the necklace with the uh, male emblem on it. <laughs> Is your brother-in-law one of the Bee Gees? <laughs> He's Austin Powers. He's Austin Powers. <laughs> Hang on, does that make you Doctor Evil? I don't know. It makes me Scotty. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. I still think it's weird that I've got a niece and nephew. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got my a niece, niece and nephew. nephew. Oh, yeah. I've got yeah. a niece and nephew. We're I'm... getting old, me and you. Yes. Uh, um, so bless these kids, yeah. Ron et Hermione, for they are buying Harry birthday presents. They yeah. are remembering. When you were a child, did you ever buy a birthday present for someone when it was not a birthday party you were going to? I'll tell you what did happen. My mum, very embarrassingly, uh, I had a female friend in primary school. She sounds beautiful. Uh, yes, yeah, called Eleanor Slack. And uh, I was friends with her. And my mum once bought her, on my behalf, uh, Little Miss Underpants, <laughs> like knickers, uh, with Little Miss characters on them. And that was my present to her that my mum bought. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I think there was like Little Miss Sunshine, Little Miss Chatterbox, 
and uh, Little Miss Naughty. <laughs> what, year? what year was this? <laughs> year six, so I was about 11. Here you are, Eleanor. I don't think I even knew what my mum's got you. Here you go. Oh, <laughs> little Miss Naughty Nickers, are they? It's like, I've not bought these. My mum's bought these. Think of me when you wear them. <laughs> oh, and what have I got on today, Mr. Tickle Boxers? <laughs> Oh, how's this happened? <laughs> oh dear. I suppose the lesson of this week's episode is definitely don't buy your son's friend knickers on his behalf. It's true, whatever I mean, it is. For any American listeners, um, we call underwear... Uh, knickers. Knickers. Uh, particularly female underwear. Mm. And for our American listeners, the Mr. Man and Little Mix, uh, Little Little Mix, <laughs> Little Miss series were a series of... Uh, children's <laughs> books. Children's books by Roger Hargreaves. And later, his son, uh, Alan, I think. <laughs> or Ben, can't remember. Thanks for the knickers, Lucas. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it was nothing. It was me, Mum. Thank you for the nick. <laughs> Remember them presents you buy people in primary school? You buy them like my mum would up. You know, you buy tat something from Claire's accessories or something. Oh yeah, yeah, some little earrings or something that lights up. You know, yeah. never a pencil case. Yeah, you know, yeah. Some because you're never going to spend more than a tenner, are you? Oh, yeah. Zoo animal pencil toppers. Zoo magazine for the Zoo older boy. Magazine, yeah. Nuts magazine. <laughs> Other magazines. Knickers for a girl. <laughs> of course. Please, don't let me be the only one. Please write in if something like this happened to you. That's what we'd love to hear. We had, um, <clears throat> this is it, genuinely, if you, please let us know. I'd love to hear, have you ever been bought an inappropriate present as a child or as an adult? Or have you ever given someone an inappropriate present, you know? Oh, I'll tell you something that happened to me. Right. I was in uh, doing a tour of Aladdin, the pantomime, right? And um, one of the characters dropped something on the floor in the wings. And I was only about, I don't know, 14 at the time. Yeah, yeah. He dropped it on the wings. He had to go on the stage. He went to me, clean that up. To me. It wasn't my job. I was yeah. a bit annoyed, right? So I told some of the other actors about this. And yeah. they, they got annoyed. Went, Bloody hell, like this. And one of them goes, I've got this guy. Secret Santa, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna get him a mop and bucket for Secret Santa because he told me to mop something up, right? Mm-hmm. So we're like, <laughs> really funny. Mm-hmm. So it comes round to the time where everyone's giving each other Secret Santas, mm-hmm. right? And it turns out that the guy who's bought the mop for this other bloke, this other bloke's got him as well, so they've got each other for Secret Santa. So the other guy goes first and he goes, I've got you this, right? He unwraps it and it's a personalised photo album with pictures all from the tour with little captions <laughs> saying about all the memories <laughs> and how wonderful it was. All drawn and all lovely and amazing. And 
And then he gives him a mop and buckets. And he didn't even know why he was giving it to him. He goes, oh, thank you very much. Next time, be nicer to young Lucas Kirkby. <laughs> but that was never explained because it was so awkward. They didn't explain why he'd bought him a mop and bucket. Everyone else not at all. Hey, uh, did anyone, uh, anyone else, did Lucas buy anyone else a five-pack of knickers? Must <laughs> <laughs> have missed naughty knickers. I know who these are from. <laughs> It says from Santa, but I know. Missed not. There's so much recapping on this. There's like a little bit of new information. <laughs> and then there's some more recapping. And I'm just thinking, how many books is this going to go on for? Mm. Are we really going to be reading book seven? Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. <laughs> we open up first chapter. Harry was no ordinary boy. We know! <laughs> We're on book seven. I really hope this. I know who he is. I know who he is. Speaking of birthday parties, I went to a birthday party when yeah. I was a kid and it was a football birthday party. Hey! Someone had rented out like a sports hall. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. Like, football flight or whatever. Yeah. My dad came to pick me up at the end. And the lad whose birthday was, his dad was wearing a football kit. Brilliant. Yeah. Shorts, <clears throat> socks, whistle, I don't know. Yeah. Know, little boots. And my dad comes to pick me up and he goes to the other dad. My dad goes, did you win? Yeah. He goes, I wasn't bloody playing. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. he'd beaten us all. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> like, what are kids in a full-grown man? <laughs> me against the lot of you, come on. <laughs> dad used to love that. Hey, I'll take on all of you, come on. And then all the kids would try and tackle him and he'd like, push him on the low. <laughs> Remember dad's like that. Yeah. <laughs> Little Miss Naughty Knickers. That's going to stay with you for life, isn't it? <laughs> Forget Owl Post. This chapter should be called Little Miss Naughty Knickers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ron's giving him a little newspaper clipping right, with people moving about on it. And um, it reminded me of there's a new app now yeah, yeah, that can make yeah, yeah. photos move about. And there's a load of, like, TikToks and Instagram videos of, like, old people seeing, like, their mum in a black and white picture mm. from, like, 100 years ago moving around and then they cry. Cause, oh, it's bringing them back to life. I think It's a bit like Harry Potter, that, isn't it? You know, I think we're not far away from having pictures on the wall of relatives moving around a bit. So the fat lady, she screams, doesn't she? That yes. amazing photo of her. Yes. If you were to cut through Ron Weasley's face yeah. in this newspaper clipping, would it distress his image? Well, yeah, it's in, yeah, because I feel like the the photos are different to the paintings. I remember Colin Creevy saying last year that you have to enchant it in some like magic fluid that makes it move about a bit. But the I feel like the photos are just like loops. Yeah. Of just like an image of well, moments. Well, when you think of the film, yeah. and you've got that photo of Sirius Black in yeah. his mugshot, and for some reason he's screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you just stay still, please? <laughs> we just want you to take your picture. <laughs> Sirius Black, we know you're not insane. Why are you screaming? <laughs> <laughs> and now turn to your left, please. <laughs> to your right. Mm. Yeah, because Harry's got that picture of his mum and dad dancing about hasn't he mm. and uh, that's just on a loop but then the painting they're still conscious aren't they the painted beings they seem to be living their own lives but within the painting I don't know 
Now, Harry gets another parcel. He gets one from Hermione, which mm. is a broom uh, maintenance kit for his broom. And he gets one from Hogwarts saying, you're going to leave at this time. Also, get this permission slip signed. Oh, yeah. So you can go to Hogsmeade. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit. How am I going to get the Dursleys to sign this? How am I going to get them to sign it? Forge it. Forge it. Are they really going to know? I won't even bother. I won't even bother telling them about it. No. Just forge it. Yeah. Are they really going to know what Vernon Dursley's signature is? Mm-hmm. They'd never know. <clears throat> and she gets him a lovely set. It's like a uh, sort-your-own-broom-out set. Mm. It's got, like, polish, clip, uh, what are they called? Twig clippers. What are you doing in there? I'm polishing my broom handle. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> A yeah. compass for long journeys. Compass for long journeys, exactly. I'd love, that. I'd love to go off on a broom on a long journey. Yeah. Me to just leave my garden and go, you know, I'm going to go eat me lunch at the top of a peak. Hey, where are you going? North. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. Right. Have a good time. He's, he's going north today. And I'd get up high and I'd say, the only thing I've got to worry about is planes. And I'd start laughing and I wouldn't stop. <laughs> the high altitude, it changes you. And I'd eat all the toffees in the glove compartment. And I'd sweat, 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 sweat. <laughs> I'd dab me forehead with a pair of Miss Naughty Knickers. <laughs> I'll tell you who I feel sorry for in this chapter. Please tell me, don't keep anything in. Ginny Weasley. Go on. She's just been through a year of trauma mm-hmm. in which she's been taken deep into Salazar Slytherin's secret chamber. First day after they finish from school, they're going down the tombs in bloody Egypt. <laughs> bloody hell! Come on, Ginny, exposure therapy is the best thing for you. <laughs> come on, let's come and see these dead sarcophagi down here, these snakes. What, like an Egyptian? Ginny, look at all these snakes like the ones you were talking to. Remember? Remember? (laughs) Do you remember? I remember. I remember. Do you think she uh, recalls any parcel tongue? No. No, you think she was on another planet? She was not awake throughout the whole thing. Oof. Alright. Not even enough to buy a paper? Uh Uh-uh. I don't enough to buy a paper, you know. Percy's been promoted as well. Head boy now. Mm-hmm. And he's going round Egypt with a head boy badge <laughs> pinned to his fez. Why, Percy, why? Yeah. Your authority means nothing in Egypt. Is he a bit special, your lad, Mrs Weasley? Yep. <laughs> Not only is he wearing a head boy badge. Imagine uh, that'd be the same as Harry walking around in his Quidditch kit all summer. Yeah. Head boy badge, wear it on my head. I'm a head boy. Head boy badge on my head. Percy. <laughs> God we need love to put you, you down. Something's wrong with all them kids. Yeah. <laughs> Beatles in someone's soup. Oh, they're mad, aren't they? That's a good prank. Oh, yeah. Mm. It must feel bad for Harry, because they're all going on holiday. You know, Hermione's in France. Ron's in Egypt. <laughs> yeah. Hagrid's in Scotland. He gets a present from Hagrid. It's See? the Monster Book of Monsters. Yes, and I'd forgotten, because I've not read this, this book for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the film, he opens it at the hotel, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Waste of time, this gimmick on this book. Why does it need to be a monster? Is it a selling point, do you think? 
Oh, we'll sell more of these if he's actually a monster that bites you. Why can't it just be a normal textbook? I don't want a book to bite me. No, I don't. I don't want to have to dangle my shoe from the bed to catch my own book. I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to have to waste three minutes of my film. Any of your appliances? Have you ever have you used that waffle maker yet? Yes, Martina has, yeah. It's very good. Did you have any? Yeah, they're nice. Actual, like, dessert waffles. Yes, for, dessert waffles. For a long time, you thought you were going to have potato waffles out of them, didn't you? I was going to have smiley faces, yeah. Mm. The dessert waffles, very nice they were. I think we had that with, like, banana, chocolate sauce. Very nice. Here's a question for you. Have you ever mm. had marmalade? No, I've never had marmalade. What about you, Paddington? I've had marmalade today. Oh, yeah. But here's the cue. Why do they call it marmalade and not orange spread? Yeah, what is marmalade? Orange jam? I reckon. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Real Lady Marmalade. Do, 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 do. And my question for you, voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? No. Oh, sacré bleu. <laughs> no, I'm asking. <laughs> hey, always ask everybody. Don't ask, don't get. Don't ask, don't get. Um, Hogsmeade, I'd want to be going to Hogsmeade. I remember the thrill of being in sixth form and... We got to go out at dinner and we'd always go and go to like the bakery and get a sandwich or something. We used to, me and a couple of friends would drive to Big Tesco. Yeah. I would get Tesco's meal deal. Mm. We're talking chicken and bacon sandwich. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We're talking Sensations Crisp. Oh, lovely. We're talking a bottle of Coke. Bottle of Coke. Right. My friend would instead buy a loaf of unsliced bread and he would eat it all. He'd eat all the dough out the middle. What? How, how interesting. That is the act of a maniac. Mm. What's his name? Mm, anonymous. I bet he was anonymous after he <laughs> ate that loaf of bread every day. My goodness, that is crazy. Mm. We used to have a co-op we went to, but we would spend the majority of the time at Squires, which was like a little bakery that just filled their paninis with stuff. Used to get like a salami panini with cheese and stuff in it. Lovely. God, God yeah. God, yeah. Love it. Um, I felt, actually, this chapter, I will say this for it, it made me actually like Harry and feel a bit sympathetic towards Harry. Mm. Two reasons. Number one, he has a little countdown that he crosses off the days to coming back to Hogwarts. I thought that was cute, that he has that mm. as a 13-year-old boy. And with it, and he's so happy to get some birthday cards at last. I felt like I've I've had more pathos and sympathy for Harry in this chapter than I've ever had, mm-hmm. because he delights so much in actually having a bit of a birthday and having actual cards mm-hmm. and counting down the days to Hogwarts. Bless him, isolated there. Yeah, yeah. I've never felt that way myself. Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. Ooh. Who are we to say? Mm. Right. <clears throat> how many? How many? Ma- oh, yeah. How many? How many? 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 How many pairs <laughs> of little, little Miss, Miss Naughty Knickers? Out of five, are you giving this chapter? Um. Oh, it, it was almost a waste of time. I think this chapter. God love it. Uh, we had a bit of a recap. Um. But nothing happened. I feel like 
we were given little bits of information, but nothing was set up. Mm. I remember in the first chapter of the second book, at least we had Dobby's tennis ball eyes peeking through the the bush. God, yeah. And then we had Dobby on the bed at the end of the chapter. But mm-hmm. here we've had none of that. Harry just goes to bed happy as Larry. We don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. A- apart from that, they might meet in Diagon Alley in a couple of weeks. Mm. So for me, a bit boring, but... Um, there was a little bit of uh, sentimentality with Harry, which I quite liked. Um, bit of recapping, a bit of fun with Dursley on the phone. I'm going to give it two pairs of Little Miss Naughty Knickers out of five. Now, for me, similar to you, it was a dully. Yeah. Started slow. Some tidbits. Bit of recapping. Yeah. Bit of novelty with Ron calling up. Yeah. You know. We had a bit of a giggle, you know, but we were waiting for something interesting to happen. Yes. Had some letters, a bit of text to read. Mm, nice. 17 pages for me. Don't know about you, but 17 pages. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm going to go toe-to-toe with you with two pairs of Little Miss Naughty Knickers out of five. Fantastic! Now, are you ready for the nation's, nay, the world's <laughs> premier segment... Head, no. <laughs> hey, you nearly said it. You nearly said it, boys and girls. Quiz. Quiz, 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 quiz. We're going to ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, 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 quiz. going to ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. Question one. How many weeks did Harry go without speaking to one of his friends? Um, Five. Correct, sir. Question two. The night of his birthday, which wizard was Harry writing about? Wendell in the Weird. Correct, sir. Question three. Where is Hermione on holiday? France. Correct, sir. Question four. What time will the Hogwarts Express leave? 11 o'clock. And question five. This is for everything, right? What's the prize? The prize is... <laughs> I'm going to do a little dance for you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. <laughs> Right? So you've got four out of five so far. Yeah. Right? You can either stick and get a half-hearted dance, <laughs> or, or if you twist and answer this next question, you'll get a full energy dance. I've got to commit. I've got <laughs> to try and answer the final question. Go on. Question five. Where does Percy have his prefect badge pinned? On his fez! <laughs> yes! Oh, it's the worm! Is that called the worm? What's that? He's pushing his hand away from his head. Oh, he's doing Vogue, but with demonic eyes. And now he's waving. Hey! My goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, that is something that only I will ever have seen and remember. And that, that was lovely. Quiz, 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 We're going to ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, 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 quiz. We're going to ask you about Harry Potter. Because how well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, Hedwig's Drubbings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to plopings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week? Well, I'm reading Hedwig's Droppings on my own today because I don't feel very well. I had my vaccine about uh, three days ago and uh, I'm not feeling too clever, a bit drained. But we need to get those droppings read out, so here we go. 
Now, a lot of people are looking forward to book three, and I am as well. First of all, Robolisk the Tormentor on Twitter says he is very excited to hear some Time Turner chats from us, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Or have I already done it? Uh, We're looking forward to it. We've also had a message from Abby Allen on Facebook. She says it's her favourite book and film. Brackets. Don't ruin it. Well, uh, I think we will. Uh, So look forward to that. (laughs) Linda Diskin on Instagram also says it's her favourite book. She cannot wait. She's looking forward to us discussing Sirius and, uh, you know, what might change with this character. And finally, on that note, we've had a message from Simon Heath on Facebook, and he agrees that it's the best book. He says this has a lot of great elements, Aunt Marge, The Night Bus, Sirius Black. He says this is my favourite book, I think. It's got a great story, but doesn't take itself too seriously. The greatest of the Potter books. So thank you very much. We are definitely really looking forward to Prisoner of Azkaban, and we hope you are too. Now, we've got a very special message uh, to give out, and that's a big old happy birthday to KCJ, one of our most loyal supporters. Uh, Happy birthday, many happy returns to you. Uh, We hope it was filled with joy, with a little bit of pleasure, if you don't mind me saying that, and also many congratulations from friends, family, and one enemy. Lovely. We've had a message from Ginge Pixel on Instagram, and he wants us to bring Tom's Riddle back. So I hope you're listening to this, Tom. Uh, we only did it once at the beginning of book two, and I'd like it to come back once or twice. We need Tom's Riddle. And finally, we've had a message from James Stinton on Facebook, and he asks... Why does Harry Potter bother freeing Dobby? After the year Dobby gave him, I never really understood where their friendship actually comes into it. Well, personally, I think Harry is very used to dealing with misguided people who do ridiculous actions, as, uh, you know, he is constantly surrounded by Ron Weasley. I mean, any other Weasleys, to be honest. Uh, So, I don't know, I feel like even though Harry is quick to judge people and goes in a bit kind of left-footed into situations. Um, I believe he's got a good heart and he's full of forgiveness. So maybe that's why he... And and also, if someone's, you know, doing bad things to you, they still shouldn't be a slave. Do you know what I mean? They still deserve to be freed. So uh, I think it's just a moral moral thing to do. Thank you very much. That was Hedwig's Droppings. Please send in some letters. Stick them in Hedwig's beak for next week. Uh, we're on pottervision.com. You can send us a message on there. We're on email, pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search Pottervision. Also, we have got a Patreon page, patreon.com slash pottervision. There are loads of bonus episodes, merch, videos, and a recording of our 2019 live show. So we would absolutely love for you to support us and uh, cover my petrol money going to Tom's every week. (laughs) Goodbye. This has been the Pottervision podcast, a.k.a. Little Miss Nautinickers. <laughs> Next week, we are going to be on episode 37. We're going to be on chapter two of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Aunt Marge's Big Mistake.
Mm. You have been Tom Lawrenson. You've been Lucas Kirkby. As always, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search Pottervision. We've got a website, pottervision.com. And if you want bonus content, bonus episodes and access to loads of goodies in our live show, go to patreon.com slash Pottervision. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.